You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? It's a brand new episode of Off Book presented to you by Broadway Black. We're here to hit our mark. I'm going to do it right now. I'm Drew Shay. I'm Danye Love, y'all. Oh shit, I get to introduce myself. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm Chris the engineer. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, everybody? We in the building. We got my nigga back in the building. At least I got some comfort, some peace <laughs> with my nigga in the building. Hey now. What's been going on? You know, same old, same old. Just being a nigga. Just being a nigga. Every chance I get, that ain't never gonna change. You know, it's probably some people that don't listen to the show because we say nigga all the time. I can believe it. Like some, some people really do not like that. Like yeah, I've, and I've been coming across more and more people that have been adamant about like not calling them a nigga and not using the word nigga around them. And it's like, well, nigga, you can say what you want to say, but so can I. So you're gonna hear these niggas. I've had You're gonna get these so niggas. Many <laughs> conversations. Well not so many, but I have like more than enough conversations of like people not so much wanting to challenge me, mm-hmm. but just really trying to understand like why I feel so affirmed and like find comfort in the word nigga. I've why had do people you? and so for me nigga obviously stems from nigger right Right. and like us as uh, black people as a very concentrated group of black people being able to take ownership like over that word and it being something that truly belongs to us like in a world in like a day and age where there are so many things that do not belong to us like that word that thing Mm -hmm. belongs to us for me it brings me joy for me it brings me comfort for me whenever I hear that word from from someone who looks like me like I, I know I'm in a safe space like I know this is a space of people this is a group of people who has who may have a similar lived experience um, and I feel okay and I feel affirmed in that space now the times where I do check myself and I question if I should and if I will say the word and most times when I'm in the presence um, physical presence of like these folks I don't and it's uh, when I'm with my elders 
because I do know they have a completely different relationship, different relationship with the word a hundred percent. Then I know there are some elders who will be niggering it up in a heartbeat. They will nigger this, nigger that, nigger that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I know there are some who really find so much disgust in the word. Um, but I, I often have to check that. I uh, check check that. I remember last year um, I was a part of something and I was just talking about the work that I do and my line always with my work is um, I write about my niggas. I write about how much I love my niggas, about how much they love themselves Um, and like that's my uh, uh, entry point into my work and I was saying this uh, in front of um, an older black man and he was like, no, 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 don't say that, don't use that word and already have an idea where the conversation was going, I asked him why and he said, whenever you use that word, it gives them permission to use it especially whenever we on around. So already for me, I was like, oh, absolutely not. Because what you're doing is you're centering right whiteness into the equation. Right. If you were talking about because of like our history with the word, then I could 100% understand that. But you you don't want me to use the word because you feel as though it's going to give white people permission to use the word. And right. I was not for that 100%. Yeah, no. So what's up, my niggas? I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all feel? How y'all been? You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, I was. I, it was supposed to be what, like five or six weeks I was gone, but then I did a little sneak attack on that ass, <laughs> and I came up through that one episode. Yeah, but yeah, now I'm back here. Good, good. How you feel? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I, I don't even know why I got these headphones on. I can't even hear nothing in you here, Chris. I got you. Is it even turned up? I got you. I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, keep talking. Just I'm, good. I'm I'm here, here. I'm, I'm alive, good. I guess, you know. Um, what does I'm here mean? I'm I'm breathing. And mm-hmm. I, I say that often. Um I can't hear shit in here. I don't know if these uh have why it's on mute. Oh. Okay, there we go. Ooh, it got loud for me. Did it? Okay. <laughs> there we go. Um Yeah, so I mean I'm I'm breathing. I'm I'm alive. Um I say that often. Because it's the truth. Because um, I could not be here. Mm-hmm. Um, some days I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so I made it here. Like I, I literally have not left my house since the last time I had to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm just in one of those lulls mm-hmm. uh, right now. Um, and so yeah, that's what I mean. I'm I'm here. Um, mm-hmm. I think I I um I can handle this space. I can handle this where I am. Um I think what now in doing work that um in doing work on myself and trying to heal whatever is um all the things that are going on. Um I am I am um just trying to um remain here Mm -hmm. like i'm fine like i'm fine Mm -hmm. um but i was i was telling you earlier that the thing that i think bothers me the most is that i know that this is not going away like Mm -hmm. this being um the emotional roller coaster that i live Mm -hmm. um the 
the dynamics of my brain and my body mm-hmm. um, will always be up and down this way. And so it's mm-hmm. a, a lot of times it paralyzes me um, to even start when I am feeling well, to even um, try to pick back up the dreams and aspirations that I do have, even when I'm not even when I am doing well, simply because of the fact that I know that it's coming, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like right. I know that the, the storm will come again. Right. Um, so what's the point of even trying to, um, begin again and start again and pick things back up when I am going to be paralyzed again? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and, uh, I've tried to attribute it to fear. I've tried to attribute it to, uh, so many different other things. And it's really not even that it's, it's not even fear anymore. Um, I've been through, I think so many different things that I'm not, I'm no longer fearful, but I am just simply tired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Worn. Yeah. Just, uh, let me say this to everybody listening. Um, so I can know where we are and I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck am I listening to right now? (laughs) Um, and so before we started this episode, um, as you can tell, we're just Drew and I and Anika Chris, um, we were talking about mental health. We were talking about emotional health. We were talking about the podcast and we were talking about how the podcast, um, can influence our mental and, uh, emotional health and just what are the dynamics and the circumstances around an episode happening. And I felt like we were really getting into some essential conversations when before we even started to record, we were talking about this. And I said, why don't we just have this episode be a very honest conversation? Because you all, in my opinion, and I'm sure Drew's opinion and Chris's opinion um, as well, you all as uh, listeners are so faithful. Um, You all are, in my opinion, on kind of one accord with us. So I said, why don't we just have a very honest conversation so that our listeners can be made privy um, just to where we are to what's going on and so that's what this episode is right now what uh, it very well may be we may or may not get into talking about shows and theater and this and that but where we are right now we're just talking about uh, where we are in life um, what's going on and um, why uh, some episodes have been uh, lacking some of us and not and all of those things, just what's going on overall, like in our lives. Um, and to what you were just talking about, Drew, I've I remember it was earlier this summer I heard this and it's so interesting. Um, I did. Um, I, I wrote about it earlier today in my um, IG story, um, just thinking about like trauma And I remember hearing that um, trauma, whatever type of trauma it is, whether it's emotional trauma, whether it's mental trauma, whether it's spiritual trauma or physical trauma, like trauma will live in our bodies. Right. Mm -hmm. And the only way for trauma to be able to be released is for us to give it an outlet. Right. So like if it's like physical trauma, like what is that thing that we need to do to be able to release the physical trauma? Is it being able to like 
heal the wound? Is it with like rubbing alcohol? Is it with like a Band-Aid? Is it with physical therapy? If it's like emotional, mental, or spiritual trauma, um, I firmly believe that the way that we are able to release that is to be able to talk about it, right? Is to be able to hold and have conversations. And like, I just remember... Um, I will never forget why, in my opinion, our relationship is so strong is back in 2014. This is right around and especially right after MDBG, a nigga went through a serious bout of depression. I don't even know if I told you this, but when we were in the middle of our Kickstarter for MDBG, I tried to commit suicide. And I was just in such a very dark place. And Brandon, my amazing husband, he never really had uh, to navigate through depression in such a way at the time. So he was there, but it was but so much he could be there versus with you and with what you were going through and what you went through. You were somebody who I was able to talk through and to be able to like literally release that trauma from my emotional space, from my mental space, from my spiritual space. And so I say all that to say um, how I've learned how crucial it is to be able to talk things through, to be able to get things out. And like where you are right now, just hearing you just talk talk about like where you are and you being and you talking about making the decision to be like look I could have stayed my black ass home because some motherfuckers stayed their black ass home today but you made the decision to wake your ass up to get out of bed and to come here and not just not put a smile on your face but to be very honest like this is where I'm at right now this is why I'm here right now I don't know how I'm gonna get out of it but I know I'm here and that's that. And like, I think that already is a step in a direction towards healing, towards whatever that um, joy, that peace, that love looks like for you. Um, and for that, I'm incredibly grateful um, and excited for what that next side looks like and where you are right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, thank you. I'm I'm excited too. I mean, I guess I I can't really say I'm excited because yeah. I don't feel excited. Mm-hmm. But um, I would like to feel something other than what I feel now. Yeah. Um. I often feel like a broken record on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I have, and I can always tell too. Like, um, like last week, I wanted I did not want to be here last week. Um. I really felt like I just needed a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even listened to the show last week and we had a great time. You know, I enjoyed the company of the, um, of um, Kim Manishikor. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kim Manishikor. And, um, but it just, I didn't show up and put my best foot forward. I don't like how I've been showing up to this show. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you been showing up to the show in your opinion? Um, uh, I mean, scattered. Mm-hmm. I've been very scattered. I think that comes out in on the show. Um, I think that that it's very evident that that I am, um, I am sometimes in a manic state, and um, yeah, I I I don't feel like I come, um, and show up prepared like I would like to be, mm-hmm. um, due to several different elements um and so i desperately want to change that um and set in place 
um, a standard here. Mm-hmm. I think that is that it's sort of been lost. Um, even you know, for mainly for myself, um, for how I speak about things, for how I approach things, um, because I even I just I gather myself a lot of times too. As much as I, you know, people hear me say other things about other people, mm-hmm. I gather myself ten times more. Um, and I ran across something that said um, something along the lines of, you know, it's it's one thing to just you know tell it like it is you know just be able to to tell the truth and say you're just telling the truth but how are you showing up and telling the truth you have a responsibility mm-hmm. because a um having a voice um means that there's a responsibility in order to to um in in the platform that you have um and you know it sort of gathered me like cuz i have not been showing up in a way that has been um affirmative for um for life for people you know i have not been an affirmative i'm very much so like I, and i even said this and i caught myself saying this to ken Matt, and uh shakur last week that you know hey i come in and i say some crazy stuff i've been sort of like a contrarian mm-hmm. on this show um and i thought is that is that who I would like to be just, you know, for sensationalism's mm-hmm. sake to 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 have something to talk about, to have uh something um some type of spark, some type of energy um going to get something happening to sensationalize the people. Um is that who I would like to be? Just to grab onto grasping straws mm-hmm. just to find anything to sensationalize. Mm-hmm. Um and and to is that who I would like to be? You know, am I that person? Um, and I only in in talking about those things and and in getting to the root of that, I only find myself being that way mm-hmm. when I do not like myself, mm-hmm. when I don't feel great about myself. Mm-hmm. That's no place to like there's no place to live you know what i mean that's no zone to be in um you know some shit is just funny like (laughs) (laughs) some shit is just funny Uh you know what i'm saying like some shit is just going to be funny um but um some some things just aren't Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and um and sometimes i forget sometimes that i i fall back into a comfortability of leading with my wound mm-hmm. instead of my heart and um i be feeling bad about that shit mm-hmm. <laughs> like i be feeling horrible about that shit about like some of the things that like you say and how you kind of navigate how i show up hair. in the world yeah mm-hmm. I, taking responsibility mm-hmm. for the energy that i bring into the mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. um and it has nothing to do with anybody else but me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so I try to take, I try to get a grasp on all of that, get a grasp on myself. Um, but that takes me out of the game. Like that takes me out of developing or creating or being or showing up, mm-hmm. um, trying to get a handle on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I do recover and show up, um, 
sometimes it's difficult for me to keep going mm-hmm. and I fall back into those places and it's now gotten to a point where I feel like I've, um, where I feel like I've done that so many times. I've been in such a cycle with that where it's like, why even try when I'm getting the same, mm-hmm. I'm keep falling back into the same space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you said that, um, you find yourself when you're here sometimes here being in the studio recording off a book um when you're in a certain space you can find yourself being you said manic you can find yourself being um uh uh uh, uh like playing the like a uh, contrarian uh you can find yourself um sometimes saying uh for the lack of a like uh better word um like mean things like about certain subjects or people or whatever the case may be like you find yourself showing up in that way when you're in the space that you're navigating through right now Mm -hmm. what what is the way how do you want to show up like outside of that space and i know it might sound like such a like simple duh danye like i already know the answer way um but it goes back to like what i was just talking about of like speaking things and like naming things mm-hmm. and like how important words are and putting things to the atmosphere and also like i don't want to like put anything on you right like i want i want for you to be able to to say and to like declare what is like the space uh, that you want to be in and like how like how do you ideally want to show up outside of the things that you talked about when you're in this current space right now um i would like to show up like the boss bitch that i am <laughs> <laughs> like uh-huh the boss motherfucker that i know that i mm-hmm. am um that i always have been mm-hmm. It's only been these past couple of years where I've just been in such a dynamic place with my mental health um, and uncovering uh, you know, childhood trauma and sort of reparenting myself and trying to figure out what that means for me um, that I've been going through these this transition. But that has affected my work mm-hmm. because in showing up to this particular field and mm-hmm. showing up into what it is that I would I would have to do, I I have to sacrifice a lot. Um and a part of that was sacrificing who I, who I was, and tr- and and also sacrificing who I am, but then in the same breath trying to discover who I am. Mm-hmm. I can't be suffocated on one side and and still trying to breathe out the other side. You know what I mean? Like it just it just wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes things difficult. Like yeah. how to navigate in that and and in, in, in that a space, space, yeah, where you're not secure in who you are. Mm-hmm. I wasn't secure in who I was. I also um, was not sure on what avenue I wanted to go down. Um, you know, and so there was a lot of sacrificing in there and trying to discover, which I was. I'm okay with because mm-hmm. I made those decisions. You know, what I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you know where I landed. I'm okay with that. But what I'm not okay with um, is is how I. Um, what I'm not okay with is is how I. Um, have shown up at times. I mean, I just, just plain and simple, I'm just not okay mm-hmm. with, um, and I, I want to, I don't want it to happen again. I don't want it to be a consistent cycle. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and, and talking about it, it allows me to set motion, but I didn't even go see, um, I didn't even go see my friend, you know, Bossy, who mm-hmm. was on the show before. She just released a book. And we talked, talked about it last week. 
um i was supposed to go to her um book, book signing, signing. Mm-hmm. yeah i didn't make it and i feel horrible about that um but yeah i'm just i'm just i don't know i yeah. just i and, and 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 so you said you want to like go back to exist and like the boss bitch that you know you are right yeah and, like and, I, used, I mean i i i i don't i i uh, i'm i'm trying to form the words without mm-hmm. proclaiming something over myself mm-hmm. um i've had a difficult time finding the energy to show up in a space where um I don't necessarily feel good about. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. I, like, I, 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 I get it, <laughs> and I go back to bringing up this boss bitch because I'm really curious of like if you had to give three traits of like who this boss bitch is and why you want to go back to this boss bitch. Like, what are those three traits? What are those three characteristics that make up a boss bitch? For Drew Shade, um, charismatic, mm-hmm. uh, uh, accountable, mm-hmm. and um, responsible. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have not been those things mm-hmm. in a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't been able to show up for myself, let alone anybody else. Mm-hmm. And um, I would like to. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, that's just what it, I would. I would like to. Um, but you know, even me, you know, I make it difficult for me to show up for myself. Sometimes I make it difficult for other people to show up for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think other people make it difficult for me to show up for them. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a real, that's a word too. Yeah. Like, I think we make it difficult on each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's so much that we're fighting in this world and, the value that we place on ourselves and those that look like us um, in trying to fight in a world that wasn't created by us mm-hmm. uh, is is heartbreaking every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it breaks my heart every day to um, I think that I'm mourning, uh, and I've been doing this for a while, I think, that I've been mourning um, letting go of dreams that I've had as a a kid. Mm. Um, Certain things that I viewed in a certain way and letting go of some of those dreams because the the dream doesn't match the reality. Mm -hmm. And not saying that I can't create um, the dream, but I think that my dreams have morphed along with this industry. Um, And like any other industry that people work in, I think that... um, As you know, the person that I've always been, I think that I've attached myself to a certain idea of, mm-hmm. of how I wanted things to go, and when I don't get my way, or when those things don't pan out that way, that it's it's a funeral for me. Mm-hmm. It is a fall over the casket. I'm dramatic as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is a funeral for me when things don't pan out, and I um, I take it really hard. I take it really personally. Um, so, like even just with this show. If I plan for something to happen for this show and then somebody cancels or something happens or um, things don't go and how I need them to go or things that I feel disrespected, I feel mm-hmm. um, 
I feel unappreciated. I feel, I, and it's always to the extreme, but that's that's how I've been. So I'm trying to become more emotionally mature and mm-hmm. realizing what people do is not always a reflection on me. However, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it does feel like a reflection of me because of our people's perception of who I am. Um, and that's what sort of begins that sort of cycle was like, well, people don't, I haven't been accountable. I haven't been responsible um, because of my mental health for some time. And so, and I think that I've been very open about that. And so in in being that open with that, I think that there are things that um, the perception of me or maybe things that I'm attached to um, are all not accountable or all just like, oh, flimsy, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, not consistent so I can be not consistent too um I don't know what I don't know maybe it's maybe it's all these ideas mm-hmm. swirling around in my brain mm-hmm. um yeah I yeah. don't know and so here's um a few things one is and so we're talking about uh all of this y'all who are listening right now um again just really want to have like a very honest conversation of like where we are, what's going on. And then also like knowing that uh, we are not the only ones, right? Like I am sure that there are some listeners right now who may be navigating through um, some form of like trauma of their own, anxiety, depression, stress, worry, whatever it may be, like someone out there right now is also navigating through some things, right? And so we just, one wanted to to honor that within ourselves and then hold space to be able to like honor that uh, for you as well. Um, and so like that's why this episode is given what is given right now. And then also um, in terms of what uh, you were just talking about, Drew, and I'm, I, I know and Nick is going to sound like a broken record with like a lot of things. Um, I just always find myself thinking about like this is and by this I'm talking about life like it is a journey. Right. And like there are always going to be moments and there are always going to be times where shit will not always be easy. And it's like figuring out out what is that step that will help us get to not just the next day what is that step that's going to get us to the next second because it is literally always a second by second thing we're literally one second we could be feeling like the king of the world and Mm -hmm. then the next second could be like how the fuck did I get here Mm -hmm. how did I get here I didn't think I would be here again and it's just like figuring out like what are those actionable steps to help us get to a softer place and and I just I, I think about this summer why I was um, away for so long. As y'all know, I was uh, working on my play Soft, and I learned um, through the grace of God that that is not just a play. Like that is truly a way of living, and it is every yeah. day making a choice of being soft with ourselves. And like, what does that look like? Because we are conditioned and prone to be incredibly hard on ourselves, especially when you throw in marginalized identities as like black men, as queer men, for me as an HIV positive man, and so many other identities, we are prone to being hard on ourselves, where we have to, if we're queer men, we have to be 
be the best possible passing straight man to be able to survive, right? Um, as black men, we have to be able to do exactly what we need to do in order to survive. And that shit is incredibly exhausting, it's draining, it's tiring, and we're being so hard on ourselves. And I believe it's when we get into these hard spaces, sometimes it's us being given the opportunity to figure out how to navigate through to be softer with ourselves. And I know this is probably going to sound so cliche as well. When I think about you were talking about it's like heartbreak and breaking, I find myself thinking about, and this is me having to <clears throat> gone through some shit to get to a place to be able to think this way of when I think about being broken, I think about so many pieces and I think about us having an opportunity to be able to see ourselves in a completely different way. When we have like the fullness of ourselves, a complete whole, that's beautiful. We get to see ourselves whole. But when we're broken, we get to see so many pieces and really evaluate, oh, I actually don't need this piece anymore. Oh, I don't need this piece anymore. So I'm going to build myself back up into a new whole of what I actually do need or what will help me navigate through. Um, so I think about like all of those things and understanding that it is a journey because in this moment I may be whole, but then the next moment I may be completely broken again. And then the next moment I may be whole, then I may be broken again. And I think that's the thing that's also so uh, frustrating and it can be like tiring about the process because like we don't know where we are. But I've learned for me what is um, so vital in this journey is community. I think about people like you, Drew. I think about uh, Brandon. I think about so many people in my uh, life that when I am broken, that I can be able to talk to. I think about like my therapist. I I, I think about um, deeply and just like hold on to God like in these moments. And then I also think about God bless me with the people who I just named to also to be able to talk to, to kind of like navigate through, uh, to get to whatever that next step is to get to a better, fuller Danye. Um, and also, uh, I, I, I want to share with uh, you all, the viewers, is another reason like why we are talking about this, of just keeping it 100% real, of as much as we love uh, off book and give ourselves to it, uh, there can be times when off book may feel like it can be exhausting and like it can be draining just in the overall process of the behind the scenes of getting to an episode of being able to like structure it of being able to have guests of being able to have ourselves um, here because like as we know we can plan and plan and plan but things do not always turn out the way they're supposed to and like that adds to the like frustration that adds to the possible like mental and like emotional negative spaces um, and that's again a, a reason why I was like I definitely think we should have a real deal conversation um, for this episode about like what's going on uh where we are and as much as we love off book about how like sometimes um that also can factor in and like how do we navigate through when things get tricky and like uh real like muddy to still be able to come in here um to have a popping ass episode to have joy um and still be intact if that makes sense yeah um yeah it's, it sounds 
It sounds easy. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's the thing that's so like it damn bitch, easy. it sounds easy. Yeah, but why can't easy. it be easy? Yeah, it sounds real easy. Mm-hmm. Um I think I remember somebody writing me and telling me it's it's real easy to get behind this mic and and talk about, you know, other people in their work, but it's harder to do the work. But that's the the thing that I'll be talking about, like mm-hmm. just like you go out and you do your show and you create your show and you create you write your play and you sit at home and you think about those things you think about those characters i do the same thing with the things that i create Mm -hmm. i think about what i want this show to feel like what i want to have happen um what i want people to feel i'm all about feeling i feel so deeply i want people to feel something Mm -hmm. when they listen to this show i don't want i don't and i don't like just showing up and like um and winging it. And mm-hmm. I do that often just simply because of, I feel that um, the, I feel as though that I have, there's just a lot, I don't know, there's a lot of elements into that. Um, I But I hate coming into the show and winging it. Um, I want to be able to curate um, better quality content uh, for people mm-hmm. to learn about this industry. And and, and I'm, I'm so thankful for everyone that, that listens and, um, and I just got a, uh, I just got a DM message from someone that I've actually met at your show at Williamstown mm-hmm. um, that wants to intern for Off Book, and maybe that might help us come to, through. Yeah, um, to do something different because we, you know, we've had several. We love a competent and capable intern. Yeah, we come do. through. Um, and not saying that they haven't been. Mm-hmm. Um, just that I think that's what like the people that I, I think that's what sort of. Um, that's what boggles my mind is the value of mm-hmm. this platform. How there are so many people that say that, and I've said this more consistently too. Um, maybe it's me. Maybe it's the energy that I bring into the room while I'm, I'm consistently disappointed. And I've had people say that they didn't want to work with me because they didn't want to disappoint me, mm-hmm. um, which is also funny too. It's like, <laughs> but if you're if you're not disappointing yourself, uh-huh. you disappoint me. Um, and so it's just about the value of have what people of how people view and operate in and work with black platforms um um and maybe it's how i value it how i respect it and and if i don't respect it but then um yeah i think it, it might have a lot to do and that's what gets me down i think it has a lot mm-hmm. to do with me it has nothing to do with anybody else it's like people aren't respecting me because i haven't respected myself people aren't respecting my platform because i have not respected it because i've been out of my mental health mm-hmm. i have not been mentally healthy in order to um invest as much as I would like to or do m- more for what it is that I do. Um, and I, I've, I have to keep forgiving myself over and over again because I'm not done mm-hmm. healing on the inside. And mm-hmm. so that makes it difficult for me to show up and be broad, that Broadway nigga. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I want to be that Broadway nigga. Yes, for that Broadway nigga. Come like, on, bio. <laughs> Come on, bio. <laughs> I want to be that Broadway nigga for you all the time. Like, I really do. I would love to. Um, which is another thing why I haven't done merchandise because I don't want the responsibility mm-hmm. of taking people's coins and merchandise. Uh-huh. If you try to cuss me out about a size medium, you know what I'm saying, that came and you wanted a, a small or you wanted a large or something, like, I'm going to cuss you out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the responsibility. I don't want to be accountable. I don't want the responsibility to have to curse your ass out. <laughs> right. Nigga. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. Um, and so that's why I'm trying to heal emotionally so that I can show up and respect mm-hmm. my business so that people will respect it as well. Mm-hmm. Um and and it's it's that's a devastating place to be, um, in in trying to uh, continuously show up when 
when you don't feel like you're showing up for yourself. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm just trying to forgive myself, I think. A lot, mm-hmm. of the, a, a lot of what I'm talking about is forgiveness for myself so that I can try to show up and, and do it again. But some days I just be like, I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. I don't. And like knowing though, like knowing that that is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like even when you get to the most ideal space for yourself, like there will still be moments and like not me trying to speak anything like over you, just knowing that there still will be moments when you will still have to make the choice of like forgiving yourself, right? Where you will still have to make the choice of being soft with yourself and it is like it is is a muscle it is a muscle that we will be exercising every single day for the rest of our lives and like i can only speak with so much clarity about it because you are talking to a motherfucker who has two times tried to commit suicide because life just felt so incredibly hard you are talking to somebody who every single day makes the decision to be soft with themselves because every single day it is easy to be hard with myself and so i'm saying that it will be a choice of i will choose me in this moment i will choose to be soft with myself i will choose to forgive myself as drew was talking about and also like um you were talking about drew it really is easier said than done like it is easier said than done because like when we just love to just say oh i'm gonna be soft with myself today oh i forgive myself and for the rest of the day we just navigate being forgiven and being soft Mm -hmm. but motherfuckers will come and they will try it time and time again and we will try ourselves time and time again and I think like that's um, what is so important for me Drew about like what you talked about is allowing ourselves to dictate um, how we navigate the world not not letting anybody else like dictate how we perceive ourselves and how we navigate the world but like allowing ourselves I was watching um, something on like Instagram you know how IG do the like IG TV now so I was watching Mm -hmm. some like IG TV thing and it was this um, Indian man and he was talking about um, how no one can dictate how we feel like that is our um, that is that is ours like that belongs to us right Mm -hmm. like you and I can be in a completely uh heated argument right and at the end of that argument I can walk away still with having so much joy right because you even though again it goes back to it sounds much easier than actually applying it but like not giving someone the opportunity to kind of shift and change what your emotional space is especially um Using you, Drew, especially somebody who has um, such a strong, invisible platform with Broadway Black, with all. I don't book, be feeling that way. People right? be saying, I just don't no, feel that way. And 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 here's the thing. <laughs> I just Here, don't. Here's the thing. I don't feel You like... are entitled to feel that way. You are 100% entitled to feel that way. I am 100% entitled to feel like you have a strong-ass platform. And so with, so with you, 
and my entitlement of saying that you have a strong platform with Off Book and with Broadway Black, like there will be motherfuckers who will come and who will test you every single chance. And like the test doesn't look like somebody coming up to you and saying, nigga, I'm testing you. I'm testing you. I'm testing you. The test can look like somebody sending you a text message saying such and such won't be coming on the show. And then you taking that and how do you allow that to affect you right do you allow that to make you go into like a deeper darker space or do you allow that to be like you know what it is what it is I'm going to continue to do whatever I need to do because that's that person and again it is something easier said than done Mm -hmm. but it is like how do we allow people or rather do we allow people to shift what's going on inside of here because outside is something totally different that we cannot control but what's going on inside here and I'm pointing to my heart right now what's going on inside here nobody can control if we if we do not give them the power to and again this something easier said than done it's, it's a lot, a lot uh, and it requires a lot, it has, a lot yeah a lot of it has to do with um that i've discovered is is ego it has a lot mm. to do with uh, ego work that we have to do within ourselves That's where and i remember um, you did a post about that yeah a like while it's, ago it's really been mm-hmm. um it's really been weighing on me because I, I i feel offended or i feel a certain way because my ego has been attacked mm-hmm. um and i and trying to get past that is 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 like a a boulder you know what I mean like trying to move past your and you don't even realize it sometimes but like you're mostly most likely offended or or most likely um feel away about certain things because of your ego mm-hmm. um and it's just just trying to be smart about it like and and heal that's really all I, I can do um mm-hmm. but some days are better than others others uh, yeah it's this um I read at the beginning of uh, this year this amazing book called The Seat of the Soul mm-hmm. um, by Gary Zukoff. And uh, the book talked about multiple things. Um, but I'm bringing it up to, to point out what uh, you were talking about. He talked about there are like two things um, that we navigate with um, in the world. It's our ego and it's the soul. Right. The Mm -hmm. ego is all things negative. The soul is all things positive. And he was saying, like, our work in life is to get ourselves to a point of purely solely operating out of our soul and not the ego. And again, like that's the like that's the hard work, because like we've just been so conditioned to to exist in that space. Right. Like Mm -hmm. when someone says something, when someone does something to us like how can it not either like um uh uh uh, big up the ego or like how can it not um tear the ego down and right tear it apart and like that is the hard work as well because it's so natural like like for me as for for example i was talking to brandon um about this um when we were doing um uh, auditions for my show um some casting directors do this thing where they will let you know well all cast directors do this thing of like letting you know everybody who was coming into audition and then some do this thing where at the very bottom it lets you know everybody who passed on the show 
mm-hmm. and it'll let you know why people passed on the show. Mm-hmm. So naturally, me, especially if it's like a play, like all of my plays that I worked so hard on that mean so much to me, I'm seeing everybody who's coming in, and then I'm seeing everybody who decided not to come in and why they don't want to come in, right? Whether it's because, oh, they don't get the material, they don't like the play, blah, whatever the case may be, right? And like that was a moment for me where, and I, I, I bring this up like, because bitch, like it you? literally like, but... That was ego, and like, yeah, because I would be offended. Like, I could be a hundred, I could be a hundred percent justified. Like, hundred percent my fucking justified. show, and I know the reason too. And, oh hell no! Nah. And that was the space I was in for, for like a good few like, hours. Not that you're not available, but if I see you in public, you probably gonna be faking my face for like a good few hours. You know, I no, was for in real, the, I, like, you gotta tell me who no, was on that. No, seriously, list. I will <laughs> off air of off book, but like I was like. like in <laughs> that space of like really hurt yeah. but then I had to do the work of See. oh this is my ego right now mm-hmm. like this is my ego right now their reasons for not wanting to come and just to audition for my show has nothing to do with me it has nothing to do with my work it has everything to do with them and like that's why I talk yeah, about like the work and look, how hard it is though yeah, it's but not gonna be, be easy though. niggas do be fake and that has nothing to do with me they right. fakeness has nothing to do with my real ass. <laughs> it literally has nothing to do with me. But again, like, that's the work. And, like, I'm saying this right now, and literally the next moment I could be like, fuck all these fake-ass niggas. Like, it literally can be a moment-to-moment thing, though. But, like, that's the thing that, like, I'm talking about. It's, like, giving ourselves grace and permission to allow ourselves to navigate through the moment-to-moment-to-motherfucking moment. Mm. You feel me, though? I feel you. But what? I want to know. I know you want to know, <laughs> nigga. I know you want to know. Um, but you know, I'm still, I'm still working on it. Uh, so this is the post that you were talking about that I posted the other day. It's, mm-hmm. uh, the ego, the ego's favorite stories. Um, one, I am not worthy. The ego's favorite stories is two, things aren't happening quickly enough. Mm. Uh, three, other people are better than me. Things will always be better when I have X. Always something outside of self. Uh, criticism of me is fact. Someone owes me. There's no point in trying. Other people are holding me back. All of these excuses are Ooh, yeah. coming from your ego. Our ego creates much of our own suffering. We aren't aware of this because we don't practice consciously observing ourselves. So we externalize and blame. We put ourselves into spaces where it's us keeping ourselves small. Uh, there's a misunderstanding that the ego is bravado, but the ego is simply our avatar. It's the eternal internalized identity created to cope with our life experience. The ego is anything after I. It's a part of our psyche which seeks to protect us from situations where we've been hurt in the past. The ego is a constant storyteller. Uh, in our earliest years, we were fed narratives about who we are. Mm-hmm. These narratives hold us back from who we actually are. Infinite possibility beyond conditioning. Uh, ego work has been life-changing for me. The more we can witness our ego with humility and compassion, the less power it holds. When the ego starts seeking to compare or rush or to attempt to keep us from showing up, the showing up the spiritual work is to accept. Um, our ego cannot control us if we meet it. The Work is to make a conscious choice beyond what the ego is feeding us. The work is to show up to receive. And that's real. Yeah. That's 100% real. And the getcha gotcha for me is a lot of that shit can be true in terms of talking about the ego sounds like 
this person doesn't like me. The ego is saying this person doesn't want to work with me. Mm-hmm. Like that can very much be real. This motherfucker may not like you at all. Don't fuck with you whatsoever. This person don't want to work with you at all. Mm-hmm. And that can be very real. But also, again, like that has nothing to do with you. And like, but that's the getcha gotcha right. of it all. Because it feels like it does. It feels like it does because yeah, the ego is it's very you. real, yeah. right? And people have such a negative connotation with the word ego. Like people get offended if you say, oh, your ego is showing. Like, or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you, whoa, check your ego. Like, even just people reading that to themselves, they feel like, wait, mm-hmm. I don't have an ego, you know, and that's your ego talking. Mm-hmm. You, do, you do have an ego. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, ego. You do got one. <laughs> um, with you and your big ego. Yeah, so I even tried to. But for to... Beyonce, big ego meant big dick, but go ahead. <laughs> you know I had to take it there. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, even though, you know, and that's why I, I, I try to check myself, because even when I become frustrated with even just the dealings of this show, because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just like even come become frustrated with just the dealings of this show, I have to check myself. Well, maybe you know it's it's me. Maybe I'm I I I need to check myself. I need to first figure out what it is that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Feel that that's the work, and then um, figure out how not to feel it no more. That's the work. Um, and what can I do? Mm-hmm. Because I can't control anybody else. I can't like, you know, what I'm saying and like oh. I don't know. That's just be like, I'm just so used to being like, I'm going to beat your ass if you don't do this. Come on, Indiana boy, you ready to beat somebody's ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, and, 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 but so like here is also the thing, right? Like we talked about this in terms of why like some people decide to like pay the show complete dust and like not want to be a guest. Um, even when they say that they will be a guest, right? It very well could be like what is real with like a lot of motherfuckers who we know and who like we reach out to sometimes, people become booked and blessed. And yeah, but like, ain't always but, the but, case but hold on, no, no, I'm no, not done. I'm not done, right? Okay. Like talking about like motherfuckers really can be booked and blessed. That's one thing, right? And then the other thing is motherfuckers just may not see it for the show whatsoever. Then say and like, that. Like, but but the thing is, what I'm, like, what, what I'm saying is like, like when 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 those people here, but like, don't, don't see me... it for the show. But oh. but the thing is like, I hear you, and and and. And I'm going to sound like a broken record again. Like that has nothing to do with with you. And if they decide not to say that, if they want to give a whole elaborate ass lie about it, then that's their prerogative. That has nothing to do with you. And the thing that makes it well, so I'm frustrating, go about it in a different way and the thing that makes it like nowadays. so like muddy is like now you have to do extra work of using discernment of is this person telling the truth or is this person lying? And like that's because the thing know, that makes I'm, it so I'm, frustrating. And that's the thing. Like okay, so. I don't ever want to ask you again to be on the show. I don't ever want to ask you me because that's and, and that's and like, that's your prerogative. That's uh, Danye. I'm listening. Go ahead. My thing is that nobody is forcing anyone to come here. Mm-hmm. No one is forcing anybody to be a part of this platform. However, if you're going to confirm. I, th- I think my my annoyance comes in the fact that if if that if if we were a white institution or a white mm-hmm. platform, that black artists would jump at mm-hmm. the chance to be at these mics. They would make it happen. It would not. It would not be an excuse. It wouldn't be. Oh, mm-hmm. I have to do this. If somebody got the opportunity to host a show, a podcast on Broadway dot com or Playbill dot com, mm-hmm. they would jump. They would jump. They would it. jump. 
and jump every week mm-hmm. if they got the chance to host or be a part of or be a guest on because to them that's that's press and publicity i agree to that wholeheartedly and they would do it for free mm-hmm. like full on for mm-hmm. free without even thinking about it like oh i have to do this it doesn't matter if people had guests coming to town it doesn't matter if you know what i'm saying like oh i just don't feel like it today or oh i, I can't you know there would be literally no excuses because you would not want to disappoint these white people mm-hmm. i don't understand why because i'm black and i'm relaxed like i'm 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 real chill about it like i'm real chill like i want i want the audience to feel um that you want to be here and I want to make people comfortable. So I'm real chill when it comes to this show. Like I want, I want it to be an open platform. Um, and maybe I am too chill. Maybe. And that's why I just started to think like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not professional enough. Maybe I'm not, you know, um, white enough in my business ethic Mm -hmm. to get people to confirm (laughs) enough in my business, (laughs) (laughs) like to get people to confirm and and do what they say they're going to do. But I don't want to change who the fuck I am to make you respect me and the Mm -hmm. platform that I have. Why I got to be somebody that I'm not for you to respect me and what it is that I'm doing and the work that I'm doing. When there are time and time again, there are people that are being influenced by the work that I'm doing. And you know it, that, are, that, that the, people are, the people's lives are being changed. And we want to add your voice to it. Mm-hmm. If somebody came in and told me that, that there are black theater actors and, and, and uh, theater um, uh, artists out there that want to be influenced, that want to hear mm-hmm. from you. Like, we're literally telling you, these people ask for you specifically. They want you here. These black people need to hear your voice mm-hmm. and your experience. They want to see you here. We're inviting you to come sit at the table with us. Please come. It's one thing where, you know, oh, I'm booked during this show. I can't make it. I would love to. You know what I'm saying? We've had that happen. But more often than not, it is, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then the day come, oh, the night before, like, oh, I can't make it. Like, oh, I forgot I'm going to the beach. I tell my friends I will go to the beach with them. And this is like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Like, but see, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong if I, you know what I'm saying, snap off on you. Like, I'm wrong. And I, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm wrong for snapping off because it's more about my ego and you canceling on me than it is about anything else mm-hmm. and it's also about you know what i'm saying disappointing i feel like because you canceled now i'm disappointing that i didn't do my work like i'm disappointing my audience mm-hmm. i didn't do what it is that i was supposed to do and so like i don't know it's just it just it's disheartening no it's real and here's the thing everything you just said is a hundred percent valid everything you just said is a hundred percent real and then it becomes like after you having that moment after you like you said like sitting in it unpacking like why am i feeling this way like what does this mean and then is what are you going to do next like what are you going to do next what's the solution are you going to decide to continue reaching out to these people are you going to say you know what that's not the energy that i need on the show and so i bring her up because one she is somebody that um i admire and then also i i bring her up knowing that she is at a level that makes things incredibly easy for her with what I'm about to say. But I remember I think about like Oprah and I think about like, I love watching her. Like I more so enjoy watching behind the scenes shit than I actually do watching the actual thing. So I remember watching the like behind the scenes of her like farewell season. 
And I remember her talking about, well, two things come to mind. Like one she talked about with her producers, Mm -hmm. the first thing that she would have every single producer share Um, whenever they would come with the show. Is my mic still on? My mic on? Yeah. Do his mic sound nice? Yeah, your I don't mic know sounds very nice. Okay, check one, check two. It ain't no, ain't no, um, what's down here? That's me. That's me. Don't worry about that. Oh, okay. And I'll fix that. Oh, okay. Nigga, mind your business and talk. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Mind your business <laughs> and talk. <laughs> and so she was uh, talking about um, whenever her producers come to her with an idea for a show, one of the very first things, well, not one of the very first, the first thing that they have to specify is what is the intent for the show? Like, what do they intend to put into the world with the show? And like, I just always thought about like how important, just as naturally as like a writer, how important like intention is. Um, And then also like the impact of whatever that intent is. Uh, But what made me bring her up is that she was also talking about, um, even for her, she said, motherfuckers cancel on her. Like, even for Oprah motherfucking Winfrey, people have canceled on her for, like, whatever the reasons may be. And, and of course, she's Oprah, so she's able to be in this point of... Well, she got two, three guests that exa- be running. Uh, exactly. And, like, then to, like, to not allow that to, like, get into her, like, ego, to just move away from that. Um, and then also knowing that that has nothing to do with her and, like, everything to do with them. And then even some sometimes it can have everything to do with her as well. But, like, her being, like, in a point of, like, not allowing that to truly affect her. And, like, I gave the caveat of it being Oprah motherfucking Winfrey, a fucking billionaire who got so many people on her team. So it is easier for her to like let the shit go. But like at the end of the day, what what is the same about you, me, Oprah, all of us is ego and soul. She still got an ego. She still got a soul. And it's about making the choice because we all have discernment. We are able to make the choice of like, how are we going to navigate? Are we going to allow our ego to affect us in this moment? Or are we going to allow our soul to affect us in this moment? And then sometimes this takes work and it takes life's experiences for us to be able to get to a point of when shit happens to be able to say you know what i've been through this before and i'm not going to go down that path i'm actually going to go down this path and so it's when this shit happens now talking about off book when we have guests lined up and the guest say you know what i'm going to do it and then the guest decides not to do it and let's just make it a grimy ass reason because you know what they actually somebody told them don't fuck with that show that show ain't shit I don't want you to be on that show let's let's use that as an example and they make the decision not to be on the show for that reason and then how do we navigate through that yes we have every right to feel what we feel and then we move on and how do we move on not fucking with that person anymore right or do we say, you know what, I'm actually going to try again because maybe this person is going to be different. It's like, how do we decide to navigate through that? And it's all, again, about like choice and like, what does that choice look like? I'm just going to have to start being white. Nigga. Like, with my business practices, I'm just going to have to start being white. Like, triple, a, a quadruple confirming, putting on your calendar, making sure I send you an email, send you a text message the night before, and and and, 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 and send you a card to come pick you up. And But then it's like, <laughs> now you just tried it with picking up the, with a card to pick you up. But, but... <laughs> when you talked about like multiple emails and like confirmation, like is that white though? Um, like is that like a white practice to be like thorough in that way about your shit? I, sh- I shouldn't necessarily say white, and it's not because it's, it's not that we're not thorough. But uh-huh. It's like 
I don't I don't know if what else like maybe I have to word it differently. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Because it's not that we haven't confirmed. It's not. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying and when I'm saying white, maybe I have to like literally formally type up and say these are the expectations. Mm-hmm. These are instead of just verbalizing or texting to you like being lax with it. Maybe we're a little bit too lax in our delivery and mm-hmm. in our communication style. Because mm-hmm. we triple confirm. We confirm with people. Mm-hmm. So it's not that. And I should say white. Maybe I should say that I have to. Um, go about it differently um, but to me in a way it's white mm-hmm. because that is like that's that's a separate like it's a institutional response instead of mm-hmm. a personal response we've been personal with people mm-hmm. we have to go almost have to go institutionalized where it's like almost like it's a separation to where it's no longer personal this is business now but I don't like treating people like it's mm-hmm. business but maybe I have to start treating them like it's business until we get them into the personal space mm-hmm. look I don't think there's nothing wrong with that like I uh, do not think there's anything wrong with maybe um, I've been too laxed mm-hmm. in, in trying to present myself and be personal with people I've been trying to build community by being personal mm-hmm. but you're not re- being receptive to the personal community not I think it's more about maybe 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 my mind is I'm I'm going about it. I'm just talking out loud now because maybe no, I've go been ahead. going about it wrong all this time. All this time I've been trying to build community by being personable mm-hmm. and 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 being authentic and real. And I can still do that, but maybe I need to do that in a business way um, to mm-hmm. where I can separate. But then also I don't know if people will ad- ad- adapt to or attach to my business mentality because. I, like I'm cut off in a way, you know what I mean? Like no, I don't. I don't. Like what you that. What you mean? I don't like. I don't like. Um, it's difficult for me because I'm such a feelings person. Mm-hmm. We talk about that all the time. That I feel so deeply that it's difficult for me to mm-hmm. conduct business without feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and and I thought you was gonna go like this again when you said feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all would like every time like he said the word feeling, he started hugging himself. I'm myself like a gospel album. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be on the front cover, and that's when we know it's gonna be a fire album, <laughs> right? <laughs> but go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, I forgot what I was talking about, but uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. And so, uh, Chris, I want to bring you into this. So I'm curious. So we're we're talking to Chris right now, <laughs> who is a bomb ass engineer for you, multiple multiple uh, podcasts, actually. Mm. So I'm I'm curious um, if and what whatever you can share with with other podcasts that you work with um if they have guests or like whatever the case may be do like they go through shit like this yeah all the time but Mm -hmm. it really it depends on the show i know for for sure this happens with the uh the podcast that i do at rock nation Mm -hmm. with you know memphis bleak and all Mm -hmm. and yeah, like sometimes these guests Memphis are like. Memphis got a podcast. Yeah, well, it's, it's not just his. But Who it's, don't uh, got a podcast, nigga? No, no. Like it, it, apparently, in order for you to be an American citizen, you yeah. gotta have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, it, honestly, and this is cool because I remember when podcasting. <laughs> nah, no, no, no shots, but I remember when podcasting was strictly like, like maybe six public figures had one back in like two thousand and seven, mm-hmm. two thousand eight, but uh. Yeah, so bleak and for you to be an American citizen, <laughs> you gotta have a podcast. Uh-huh. I'm about to start mine and, and like the fall. Come shit, through, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody but, uh, got everybody come all the way through. Uh huh. But uh, that's yeah, a right of passage. It, it always happens, like with with high profile guests, even some motherfuckers who are exclusively famous in like the five boroughs. Mm-hmm. They feel like they may be too busy to stop by, and they have highest shit on their pr- list of priorities, mm-hmm. which is cool. I respect it, but I've never really been a fan of having. A guest driven like it works for y'all obviously because you know you're in the fucking business and mm-hmm. you got you got guests who could offer some insight right fucking we, artists we, we, we try to you know yeah. what I'm saying but give uh, them that platform my 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 take on it is that 
guess you, you really don't need yeah especially y'all y'all don't need guests mm-hmm. and, and it is it is it is now what would make you say that chris because you motherfuckers are in the business y'all are doing this shit yourselves and you're entertaining as fuck are you kidding me and you have banter you have an actual relationship with like everybody you, here I mean, look, whether it's the three of y'all, <laughs> listen, listen, whether it's the three of y'all, whether it's just the two of y'all, y'all can still hold this shit down. Like, podcasting is not TV. You don't have to have no fucking guests all the time. Mm. You don't. And, and, when, and, and when you do, it's, and, and it's fucking lit when you do, too, because you got a good selection of guests. Yeah, I, I would, I mean, I, I feel what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love for us for it to be all three of us every week. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be the most ideal because the chemistry is the best when we're all here together. I agree. And I'd be yeah. hating to come in the studio with two new people, like, every week because I don't know what the dynamic is going to be. And it's not that I hate people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, well, I do not like people for real, <laughs> And it's normal. It's, it's, <laughs> no, nah, it's normal. It's normal. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want the voices to be heard, but also it's nerve-wracking for me to come into a space and there's two people that I don't know, yeah. the dynamics that I don't know that don't know me, and like, mm-hmm. oh, well, they probably going to walk out of here not liking me, so, you know what I'm saying, because I might say something crazy or something off the wall. You, you or, never know, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like, it's just be like, uh, I'll be dreading that, like, I can't take it, like, I just hate it so much, like, so it, it doesn't allow yeah. for, you know, good energy to mm-hmm. flow through the show. And the then time. that's when I think some of the, like, luckily, knock on wood, like, the people who I've reached out to, like, thus far whenever I'm not here like and it's all and it has become like a running joke amongst the people that I've like reached out to whenever I like talk to them about the structure of the show it, when, when like I, I I ask them to like do the show they confirm I share like what the structure of the show is um, I give them like multiple um, episodes that's like reference points so like they can be prepped when they like come here they would be like nigga I listen to the show yeah. like I already know like that is the most ideal situation yeah. and like I bring that up to say like there are going to be times when like we will reach out to people who may not have ever listened to the show whatsoever. And like what like what then is like and this is I, I would imagine something for like off air, like what is our protocol so that like we can know like if we do in the event get somebody who may not have heard the show before, like how can we make sure that like they're prepped and ready? Is it just we hope that they listen to the show on their own? I so that when they start, come in here I think we should start conducting like through emails and have all of this, the shit that you listed like we all have the same email that mm-hmm. we send or something because something's got to give mm-hmm. like I don't know mm-hmm. but we're going to do better and then also like oh I do oh my god I, we just talked about this too and I just remembered again what? that Halloween is coming up yeah it's crazy oh. yeah in two months it's yeah crazy. so that means we have to have like a venue and shit for a Halloween party like ASAP yeah Child. it's nuts Okay. That's so deep. But I, I was going to say, just like um, what what you were talking about, Chris, like I definitely take heed to, one, because like you work with so many podcasts um, and like so many like individuals. And, um, and then like I do agree, like we are all individuals who are like working. We have a chemistry and it is it is the most ideal when like we are all here together. Um, And then like what happens when like one of us won't be able to be here? Do we, do we have to fill that seat to have it be a third person or can it just be like the two who are here? I do get when like two people aren't here, then 
it could be a one person podcast, but I that might be a Hell little crazy. No, it can't be no so then, like, that could work. Like, that could work. Like, that could work. Then, like, that could work. Then us do, then us do being able to like have a guest in like that regard, but like figuring out like. Is it does it always have to be three chairs? Does it always have to be three voices? Um, and like, if so, like it don't. But it also, you know, we have to really take into account who we're asking to sit in the chair because just because we have one person here doesn't mean that they can carry a conversation with just one other person. Like mm-hmm. sometimes the energy be so dry in here. My God, <laughs> like it happens. It be so dry in here, like. I'll be grasping for straws, like trying to find <laughs> anything to talk about. I mean, I just be that's why I be saying crazy shit because I be like, oh, I gotta say something. I, I gotta shake this shit I up. Shake the table in this bitch because and then my it still be God, we about to we about to dry up and crack and fall apart because it's so fucking. Woo, dry in here. I mean, you you got to figure out sit to shade. <laughs> Just like when like Drew walked in here, he got like a Powerade bottom, and I said Powerade for a power bottom. <laughs> <laughs> He couldn't. He, he got the joke out. He couldn't even say the joke because he already had got to the bottom part first. Power bottom. He went to say bottle, but he got. He was so excited to get to the bottom part that he could not even say it. But no, why I'm laughing? Because I wish y'all saw Drew face. Drew face looked like you better not say it out loud. This motherfucker. And Chris, you better not bleep that out. I don't give a fuck what you talking about because I got everything to do with you and not me. You're the power bottom. (laughs) Not me. That's your ego speaking. (laughs) Come through. Yo, I taught him well. Come through. That don't have nothing to do with me. (laughs) You thought that was so good how you turned that around. You thought that was so good how you turned that around. (laughs) I'm proud of myself, boy. I'm doing the work. (laughs) My stomach got hurt. I'm doing the work. Amen. Amen. Man, you yes. a king. Listen, man, there's nothing wrong with being the bottom. All my bottoms, I love y'all. Y'all know where to find me. Uh. <laughs> this nigga wear me out. I'll wear you out just like a warrior. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Oh Lord, have mercy. Yes. My God. Whew. Okay. Here we are. We are here. You broke a sweat. Yeah, because that was funny. (laughs) Um, I'm glad we got that out. I mean, Uh I was not feeling well. I mean, this was almost like a therapy session. Come through. Um, And I got your voice, your uh, video message to you, video message. Oh, yay. I'm glad. Um, I just wasn't feeling like talking. That's real. I figured that. (laughs) No, I figured that. I wasn't feeling like it. Um, Yeah. Well, we about to be out. <laughs> we came. I'm ready to go. We talked. <laughs> we conquered. Yeah, and then I just want to talk to you. We can just talk for a half hour. We man. did exactly what we were supposed to do for this Let's episode. Chill. Come through. Yeah. Let's chill. Thank you, Chris. Man, listen. And settle down. Um, so, yeah, Donnie and I will be here for the next two weeks. Just me and you. Let's chill. And I can't tell he may not a singer right now. Because <laughs> he can hear himself in these headphones. Because <laughs> he can hear himself in these headphones. So he was in the studio. Oh, shout shout out the guy. Shout out the guy. Guy's greatest hits. Come through. I wonder, can, we, can you record a song in here? You know what? If I clean up that nasty ass closet, yeah. Oh, oh that's true. Yeah. 
Cause it's, that's a, like, it's a it's a booth mic in that's there. That's adequate size. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm saying I want to curate this show better because I want to have like musical guests. Like when Kayla came in and sang that week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, my! Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. my favorite uh-huh. like yeah, thing that's that ever happened on this episode, like on the show. Like <laughs> when, what, like having when she was in here she singing. Impromptu yeah. sing. Did you? Did you? Did I you did hear. Sing? This was like, when Tim was on it, right? Yeah. She mm-hmm. was impromptu like started singing. Like you know, I just asked her, I want to hear you sing a little bit. And she had the this track, and so I held the track up to the microphone. Uh-huh. And she was just singing. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, like, I'll and go she was like, y'all ain't gonna have that. me off key. I've gone back and listened to that so many times. Come through. Like, I'm amazed at how she just dropped in and like her voice is so beautiful and like. I just want to do do more of that and yeah. like give people the opportunity to come in and just like me not everybody <laughs> you know people be like <laughs> uh-huh some people be crazy um but yeah I want I want to set that up and like get people to come in and just like sing some some shit like Let's we get want it. some authentic and um, some nicely curated content for come through we got a studio we do I mean he said once they clean it well, up well booth right um but yeah okay I mean, this. I feel better. I can go into this next week and attempt to mm-hmm. do better. But like, tell me who your guest gonna be so I can. I got you. <sighs> you already know. God. Oh my God. Okay. Well, we love y'all. We want to hear from you. Uh, please email us offbook at broadwayblack.com. All your listener letters. You know what I'm saying? What's going on with you? Situations we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Send us in your your uh, your ideas and your opinions. We want to know all of that good shit. How would you like to see the show uh, progress? And what would you like to hear? Who would you like to hear from? And you know what I'm saying? Tell the people. Like you got to tweet them and at them and tell them, hey, we want you on off book. Oh yeah, please do that. Um, <laughs> because people like don't be believing us. I guess when we tell them that people want them on the show. So it's like, <laughs> well, bitch, I'm not gonna beg you. They gonna beg you, bitch. I'm not. Yes, y'all do that. <laughs> Literally like, do that like at at these people. At, <laughs> at these people. And say we want y'all on off book. Right, because uh bitch, I don't I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just playing. I do give a fuck. That's why my feelings be hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You are a key. A bona fide key. Um, all right, y'all. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. We hit up marks. We done. We out, bitches. Bye. Peace out, my niggas. I love y'all. Nah, I'm getting on to say it. Bye. Bye, y'all. Deuces, y'all. Come to the studio tonight. He's skipping y'all two and going straight for the handshake with me. If I'm apart from y'all, uh-huh. you see me mobbed up with y'all. He's skipping us. Wow. That's the way it is. I, him him I and like all of, the, all of these other rappers, all oh yo, all of these niggas will skip right past us. If How we did I not know that? Because they all insecure, probably closeted. I, that part is for real. Well, I did not notice about a- allegedly Ryan. because nah, we, okay. <laughs> all you rappers is no, nah, he's not. He's not. <laughs> all y'all rappers all is rap- sissy girls. <laughs> Every single one of y'all want to rap about Dicky Dak. <laughs> what the fuck is Dicky Dak? <laughs> what is Dicky Dak? I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.